0: welcome to a minister baptist church fourth advent on december 22 2013 10:30 a.m message a lamp in the dark place by pastor isaac whining based on scripture reading second peter chapter 1 verse 16 to 19 So it's the fourth Sunday of Advent, and the past couple of weeks, I've been doing a lot of visits of some of our elderly and shut-ins. I used to do just a few of them, but now with Pastor Ryan gone, no senior pastor, a lot of that fell to me. What we do is we go and visit with them, and we bring them a poinsettia, and it's actually a lot of fun. Some of the visits, all of the visits are enjoyable. And some of them were very, very fun. And I'll tell you a funny story, maybe one of my favorite moments from one of the visits. I was at the Salvation Army care home, and I'm sitting with a group. We have seven people from our church who are in that home. And I'm sitting with this group, and we're talking and having a nice time. And I was sitting next to Irene Moss, and Irene Moss is 95 years old. And so I thought, just for fun, that I would ask Irene what year she thought I was born in. So she thought for a minute, and you could tell that she was, she was trying to come up with, you know, she knew I was young, she was trying to come up with a time that was real recent. So she says, I think you were born about 1952. So I smiled, and I told her, what would you say if I told you I was born in 1979? And the whole room erupted in laughter. Irene looked over at me and she says, my goodness, you're just a child. (laughs) I'm not actually a child, you can do the math. But I suppose to Irene, I do seem like a child. Today we're going to take a look at 2 Peter chapter 1. And it might seem like a bit of an odd Christmas text, but I decided to go with a Christmas text from Peter. And Peter doesn't say a whole lot about Christmas. In fact, in the Gospel of Mark, which probably is Peter's account of what happened, given to his friend John Mark. There is nothing at all about Christmas itself, nothing about the birth of Jesus. And this passage, in fact, is the closest that Peter comes to talking about Christmas, talking about the coming of Jesus into the world. What we'll do this morning is I'll tell you a couple of stories, a couple more lessons that I've learned from visitations. We'll go through the text, talk about the greatness that Peter saw with his own eyes in Jesus, and talk about this image that Peter gives us of a lamp shining in a dark place. Would you pray with me? Father, as we come to your word today, we ask that it would rule over us, control our thoughts, our minds, and our actions. We are here to see Jesus, and we ask that you would make that possible by your Holy Spirit. We pray this in his name. Amen. On these visits, as I've gone from home to home, I try to spend a lot of time listening to the people that I go to see. Because I'm not just going so that they can have a nice visit. I also want to learn and gain some wisdom from this time. And I'll tell you one lesson that I learned this last week. As I've gone and done, I think I did 18, 19, maybe 20 visits, actually, in the last two weeks. It occurred to me in reflecting on those visits that many people at the end of their lives are given this kind of space this space where they don't really have anything to do sometimes it lasts for a few months and sometimes it lasts for many years it's a time when all the things that had supported and propped up their life most of them have been taken away many of them have lost a spouse Many of their friends have passed on, many of their family. They do have occasional visits, but they're also no longer in their home anymore. Their food is prepared by other people, and they have a lot of time just to sit around and do nothing. And this is interesting to me because it's very much like what Jesus himself and the apostles And many great saints throughout Christian history have done on purpose. Think of Jesus in the wilderness. He intentionally removes himself from society and from anything that he has to do so that he has nothing to do, not even preparing food because he's fasting. And these times have been times of great strength for many uh, who have followed Christ before us. Now, as I've gone on visits, it has occurred to me that some of the people who are given this time use it in amazing ways. There's one person I talked with this past week who, during this phase of their life, actually met God for the first time. At the age of 84, this person came to have a real relationship with God and Jesus, after a lifetime spent in church. Because in this time when there was nothing else, this person began to seek after God. Praise God. Other people, however, spend this time really not doing much of anything. And I think that this is an illustration for us as we listen to Peter today. The message of Christmas is all about seeking God, is all about becoming the kind of people who can see what's actually happening. In all of the Christmas stories that we have, especially in the shepherds and the angels, in the wise men who come from a long distance to see the baby Jesus, we have examples of people who saw what was obvious to anyone who went out to look, but who saw what most people did not see at all. The shepherds and the wise men were doing nothing but paying attention to the sky, to the heavens, to what God was up to, while Bethlehem missed it. Let me read for you. This first section, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 16 and following. And we'll see what Peter has to say. This is a slightly different version than was read just a minute ago. In verse 16, Peter says this. When we told you about the power and the return of our Lord Jesus Christ... We were not telling clever stories that someone had made up. But with our own eyes, we saw his true greatness. God, our great and wonderful Father, truly honored him by saying, This is my own dear Son, and I am pleased with him. We were there with Jesus on the holy mountain and heard this voice speak from heaven. Peter writes these words his last letter to us near the end of his life as is clear in the verses immediately preceding this Peter has already been told by God that he is about he's about to die he's about to uh, be crucified just like Jesus was it's the year 67 AD and Peter is maybe around the age of 70 he's writing his last letter And as we saw in the last last letters of the Apostle John, which we looked at last week, 1 John, Peter has a very similar message that he wants to impart to the Christians around the world before he leaves the earth. And that message is this. Jesus is real. He is actually the Son of God. The stories are not made up. We saw it with our own eyes. He tells us for his evidence about the story of the transfiguration. It's what he's referring to. A night when Jesus had been alone with three of his closest disciples, Peter and James and John, and they had spent the entire night in prayer on the top of a mountain. And At the end of that time of prayer, sometime in the middle of the night after Peter had fallen asleep, who Jesus really was began to show into the physical world. Jesus shone like the sun, and Peter and his friends were stunned and awed by the sight. This was burned into Peter's mind and memory for the rest of his life. This is his testimony about why he believes Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. Peter carries on, telling us that we need what we need to do as a result of this message. Jesus, the Son of God, has come into the world, and so how should we respond? Verse 19 and following. All of this makes us even more certain that what the prophets said is true. So, you should pay close attention to their message, as you would to a lamp shining in some dark place. If this is true, if Jesus really is the Son of God who has come into the world, then Peter tells us, our response should be to pay careful attention to the Word of God, to the message that Jesus delivered. You see, Jesus is in the world right now just as much, no, in fact more than when he was here in his physical body. Only most people do not see him. They do not understand who he is or see who he is, just like when he was here in the flesh. Peter and his friends did not see Jesus and see his glory just by accident. They didn't just happen to be the lucky ones. Peter and his friends were people who had been, for a long time, seeking after God. We see, even before they knew Jesus, that they had been trying to find the Messiah, hoping that he would come soon. They had gone out into the desert to follow John the Baptist in order to look for the Messiah. And when they met Jesus, even though they weren't completely sure of who he was, they didn't understand. They were willing to leave everything and follow him with their entire lives, trying in every way possible with all of their energy and all of their time to come to know him better, to see who he really was. And it is for this reason that Peter and James and John were able to be on that mountain and see his glory revealed. And when they saw it, their lives were transformed. Imagine the joy that they had. Imagine the hope that they had. Peter gives us this incredible image And this is the image I'd like to stick in your minds today, of a lamp shining in a dark place. You should pay close attention to the word of God, Peter says, as if it were a lamp shining in a dark place. Imagine for a moment that you are in a dark place. You wake up and you can't see anything. Maybe there's a little bit of light, and you can dimly make out whatever room you're in. You're crawling around, groping for the walls, trying to find the light switch. But there is a light in the room, a lamp. If you were to turn to this lamp in this dark place, with your eyes accustomed to the darkness, the lamp would hurt your eyes at first. It would be uncomfortable to look at. If you stare at a candle for too long, you know that feeling. But the lamp is your only hope to find the light in the room. If you pay attention to this lamp and carefully focus your sight on it, then you will be able to see. You will be able to use that lamp to discover what else is in the room and maybe even find the light switch or find the window and open it to see that it is daytime, that the daylight is already here. And in fact, when we have a light in a dark room, it is very difficult not to pay attention to it and only it. It is what we are automatically drawn to, And this is what Peter says we should do. If the light really has come into the world, Jesus and the word of God are like a lamp in this dark place. And we should pay careful attention to it. Why? What will happen if we pay careful attention and keep on paying that careful attention to this word of God, to this lamp? Peter goes on to tell us, you must keep on paying attention until daylight comes and the morning star rises in your hearts. Until the daylight comes and the morning star rises in your hearts. What is the morning star? The morning star is a star, but not really. It's the planet Venus, we now know. And during about half of the year, the planet Venus is at its brightest right before the break of the dawn. In the ancient world where there were no lights, no electric lights like we have, you could actually see the stars. That must have been great. And... This was the herald of the coming of the day. You can see behind me a picture of this morning star with the daylight breaking behind it. The planet Venus is sometimes so bright, depending on atmospheric conditions and what time of year it is, it is sometimes so bright that occasionally it's been mistaken for a UFO. In fact, a uh, Often, when it is at its brightest, the UFO reports go up by a lot. The morning star. In the Bible, Jesus is described as the morning star. Peter is telling us that if we pay attention to the Word of God very closely, and for a long time, that morning star will rise in our hearts. Have you ever had the experience of reading the Bible and not getting very much out of it? Don't raise your hands, but I'm going to raise my hand. I've had that experience. You read a text or you sing a song, and for whatever reason, it just feels empty. There is a solution to this problem, and that solution is to pay careful, close attention to the word for a long period of time. This has been proved in many lives. It was proved by Peter himself in his life. It was proved by Jesus in his life. And I have done this many times in my own life. In fact, recently I've taken up the practice of Christian meditation for about the past, I don't know, nine months or so. And Christian meditation is simply focusing very intently and slowly on the Word of God. Not reading it and allowing its meaning to simply escape you, but reading it in a way that it sinks into your very being. And when you do this for long enough, pay attention to the Word of God in many different ways. The morning star will rise in your heart's you will all of a sudden, maybe after a long time of giving it close attention, you will see Jesus. You will begin to see things about him. You will begin to see that he is actually here with us. You will begin to see what Peter says, that Jesus is real. He is already here. And that will give rise to a flood of hope and joy inside of you the joy of the Lord, the hope. A while back when Bob Roxborough was here preaching, he told us that one of the marks of a growing live church is that they are excited about Jesus. Excitement about Jesus is hope. If you really believe and your whole being is set to act as if Jesus is actually here with us, you will be full of hope and excitement. It's not possible otherwise. If you only believe it as a mental proposition, yes, of course, I know Jesus is here and he's real, then you will not be excited. You will not have hope. And Peter's solution to us is to pay careful attention to this word until the morning star rises in your hearts. One more lesson I learned from doing all of these visits the past two weeks. And this lesson is that life is very short. It's amazing to me to talk to some of these people who are in their 80s, 90s, and have them tell me over and over again in many different ways, it's so short. It seems like just yesterday. One person told me that 1939 seemed like just yesterday. When I was in college, my third year in college, and my first year as a Christian. I had a kind of distinct experience. I was on our college campus in front of a very large stone building, beautiful building, and it was sunny. It was almost always sunny where I went to school. And I was sitting on the steps of this very beautiful stone building, And I don't remember why, but all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit impressed an image on my mind. I won't really say it was a vision. I didn't see it with my eyes at all. But it was very distinct and came all of a sudden. And this vision was of myself sitting on a set of steps at the end of my life. I don't know what steps I'll be sitting on when I get toward the end. But as I was sitting on those steps at the end of my life, I don't know how old I was, maybe in my 80s, I had the thought, it seems like just yesterday when I was sitting on these steps in college. Life really is short. We are here for the blink of an eye compared to the life that is coming. Peter encourages us to pay close attention to this word so that right now, the morning star might come and rise in our hearts. There is no other time. There is only right now. This is the only time that exists. If you continually say, it's not quite right For whatever reason, it's not quite the right time for me to press in and pay attention to the Word of God, to Jesus with everything I have. Maybe another time. There is no other time. There is only right now. This Christmas, as we sing the songs, on Tuesday night, as we light our candles, as we look at the light in the darkness, As we remember the stories, let us press in and pay careful attention to it, trusting that what Peter says is true, that the morning star will rise and the daylight will break inside of us. Would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we are so privileged to be able to speak to you and to pray for everything we need. Please answer this prayer now that we would become the people who seek you with our whole lives and who find you this Christmas. Amen.